Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome. Uh, for those of you who are at jointhenerdclan.com, you're actually watching this video. And for those of you who are just listening on the podcast app, um, welcome. Thank you for listening. Uh, so this is going to be um, a very special episode of This Is Us Too, uh, as it's a bonus episode. Actually, let's let's back up a little bit. Uh, many of you are here because of This Is Us Too. And on our show, This Is Us Too, Mary and I cover that show, uh, This Is Us. And uh, on each podcast, what we do is we relate our lives to the show and what is happening during the episode. Many of you are here because you listen to This Is Us Too, and we promised you that we would have um, our story separate uh, from that episode because of its sprawling nature. Uh, many of you are here because you probably heard about this episode or you've been directed to this episode because, well, uh, you've, you know, you've heard about it and you want to get the inside information on what's been going on uh, here with with Mary and myself over the past, oh, year or so, uh, maybe a little less. Um, and really... It's not just a year. Uh, in fact, it is much longer than that. Um, so let's just do this. Let's. Uh, I, what I'm trying to do here is I am recording this without any notes, without uh, anything, because I want this to be raw and I want this to be honest and I don't want it to be prepared. Uh, so if this sounds um, a little disjointed, please forgive. Um, but it, I just wanted it to be genuine for all of you because this is a genuine thing that needs to be addressed. So first, Mary and I are totally fine. Like everything is totally fine. We are very much madly in love. Like, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, you know, uh, she, Mary is and Mary is and always has been and always will be the best thing that's ever happened to me. I would like to think that I'm the same for her, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, meaning, I, you know, I've, Hey, she, she loves our children and she loves, uh, she loves saxophones. So she loves all the stuff. So, uh, but I can firmly say to you that she, she is definitely the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I will never, ever take that for granted. Um, many of you are probably wondering why we're doing this uh, in terms of like, well, why are we even even having this episode? And I think it's due in large part because you deserve to know. Um, and there's only so much that I can talk about legally <laughs> uh, because – over, well, back in June of 2021, there was a situation that happened at work uh, where I was working. And I was working for uh, a family, my family company that I've been working for since mm, 2003. Uh, during that time, I had gone from uh, bacon donuts and, and cleaning toilets, you know, to being a very high up member of the, the company. And uh, I was very proud of it. It was something that, um, I worked all my life towards and gave everything that I had. 
and then something happened. Again, I, I can only speak so much about it because legally I'm, I'm not really allowed to talk about it. Um, but something happened that really rocked me to my core. And as a result, I essentially had a mental breakdown. Um, not where like it was banana land, <laughs> you know, uh, I could function, uh, but barely. And uh, that this instance led to uh, panic attacks and um, just tearing things uh, like apart. Uh, lo- uh, many things I couldn't sleep. Um, I was gaining and losing weight at rapid paces. I wasn't eating. Um, so during this all happened in June of 21. And you'll note that in June of 21, things kind of took a step back in terms of Mary and Blake media production. Uh, I couldn't do Blake's book club. Uh, we took a step back on podcasting. We took a step back on, um, going live. Um, we took a step back on social media interaction. It just, everything stopped. Mary literally had to take care of me. (laughs) Um, for, for a good three months, just, straight up had to treat me like a child. (laughs) Uh, and that sucks, right? Um, I had to be cared for. And it wasn't that this thing that happened was like a huge, you know, to do. It was, um, what happened mentally as a result of this thing that happened. Uh, because, Oh man, I really can't talk about too much uh, in terms of what happened. But what I can say is in June of 21, I had to stop working and I had to enter a pretty intense day program here in Rhode Island where I had to learn lots of different modalities and I had to learn um, – I had to learn that um, that I was a good husband, that I was a good father, and I was providing for my family, and that the life that I was living was worth living for. That program lasted a good two months. Uh, from there. Uh, I had to heal um, mentally and try to find a way to not succumb to panic attacks and uh, all of the mm, hard, you know, issues (laughs) that arose from this thing that happened at work. Uh, and as time went along, we slowly got back into, you know, the podcasting and blog writing and, um, 
you know, things that joined the nerdclan.com. I, I was, and I was, and those were the things that gave me joy. Those were the things that kept me around, uh, between Mary and, and, uh, what we do here at Mary and Blake media. That was what was sustaining me aside from that. Not much. Um, I didn't feel like I was a good dad. I didn't feel like I was a good husband. I didn't feel like I was a good partner. I didn't feel like I was a good content creator. I was falling apart. And I like even you would think, oh, okay, Blake, well, you're supposed to take <clears throat> pleasure in watching your children and, and seeing them grow. And yeah, that's true. Until you start to think to yourself that you don't deserve <laughs> uh, the right to watch them grow and you don't deserve the happiness that they have because you're not providing it. It's someone else or it's, you know, like, you know, your brain does weird things to you. Um, so this is all a build up to what eventually happened was I had to part ways uh, from the company. And again, I, I'm getting into gray territory here, where, what I really can't say. So what I can and cannot say. So I will just say that I had to part ways. And there had to be uh, an agreement that was made to make that happen because of um, <laughs> things that transpired during the time that I was away from work. Uh, during the time that I was at work, uh, and I, I will say that the, you know the place that I worked was it was a good place. It was it was a family business, and uh, I, it provides a good environment for 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 most people. Uh, but here's the deal. Uh, when you, I have a lot of dad issues. We'll put it that way. And here's another thing that you should know. Um, as most of you know, uh, my mother passed away when I was 18. And that was, it was very sudden. She passed away from uh, an aneurysm. She was in Florida. And... I was in Massachusetts. She was with my dad and there was nothing I could do. There's nothing I could say. I was lucky that I spoke to her that day. It happened on Valentine's day in 2002. Uh, and I was just fortunate that I even got a chance to say anything to her at all, just on the off chance of me calling her that day. Um, and then what happened after that, I was in college and when my mother died, my mother and my father had a very great relationship. It was, uh, at least from what I could see, it was very idyllic. Um, and you know, I'm, uh, I'm sure that I'm looking at it through rose colored glasses now, but still, regardless, I, I believe that they had a good relationship. And when my mother died, my dad broke something in him just broke. That's it. And he, his choices reflected that. And if you want to get a good reflection of what that means, um, I wrote a bunch of posts uh, about succession this year for season three. 
um, to join the nerdclan.com um, where you can read a lot of the things that were I wrote prior to the uh, uh, my agreement to part ways with the company. I'll put it that way. Uh, things that I probably would not be able to say right now. So if you want to read those, you can. Um, just go, just look up Succession at jointhenerdclan.com and you'll see it. Um, I started working for my dad in 2003-ish. Yeah, right around there. Uh, and then I went full-time when I graduated college in 2005 and I was on the track that I was on. And because my dad was my best friend as a kid uh, and I wanted to be my dad. Like every ounce of me wanted to be my dad, wealthy, powerful, uh, hardworking, respected, good wife, good family, big house. You know, <laughs> uh, I came from a, a family of wealth and uh, he was the one who made it and he worked very hard and I can't take that away from him. Uh, but when my mother died, his life changed uh, and how could it not, right? Like how – when you lose, I can't even imagine losing Mary right now. You know, my parents were married for 30 years, right? Like, how could, how, <laughs> well, or 25 years, whatever it is. How could you even, I, I can't even think about that. I won't even marry to Mary for, you know, uh, now 12 years. So something in my dad broke and his choices started to reflect that. Um, the business was very important to him. Um, and I think for reasons that are, his, are, that are his own and his choices regarding his children who all worked for him and his family for most of whom worked for him. Um, his choices started to reflect that he cared a lot more about the business than his family. He may argue otherwise. Um, and that's his prerogative. Um, it's just simply my opinion. And because I wanted to be my dad and because I wanted to do all the things that he did, I tried to emulate him to the best of my ability. But in doing so, I created a very codependent relationship with him. And it took years and years and years and years worth of therapy to understand that and to appreciate it for what it is. And what I ended up recognizing is that my dad and I had a very, very toxic relationship, probably both ways, you know, probably from him to me and from me to him. Uh, I know that I did things that I was not proud of. Uh, and I'm sure that he won't be, he could, well, I'm sure that he would have a very hard time, forgiving me for whatever the, the things that I had done, just as I would have a hard time forgiving him for some of the things that he'd done. But like, you know, it was a family business and we worked very hard and we were comfortable. Uh, and you know, there's always this thing about a family business where it's like, okay, you got to do the thing. You got to do the job. And if you don't do the job, then you can't earn a living. And if you can't earn a living, then you can't take care of your family. And if you can't take care of your family, then what the hell are we all doing here? Right. And it's a, like a 
carrot that's always held over you. Uh, and what I recognized is that carrot was a very abusive carrot and one that was constantly held over me. Again, this is, <laughs> it wasn't like I just woke up one day and said, oh, wow, look at this. It, this was years worth of, oh, years worth of therapy to do this, to even, to even acknowledge what that is, right? Um, my dad is an unstoppable force of nature. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's Logan Roy in succession. If you've ever watched it. And if you haven't, you're missing out because succession is by far the best television show happening right now. And it's not even close, but my dad is Logan Roy and I was Kendall Roy. And if you've watched succession and that family is a heightened version of my life. So everything stops for the business. Everything bows to the business. Social events, uh, gatherings, um, births, everything bows to the business. Um, and like you're, you're programmed to believe that and you're programmed to not have boundaries when it comes to the business. And I, I feel like I'm making it sound like a cult. It's not. It's just when you grow up in a business that requires, you know, time and, and money and, and <laughs> um, hard work, that's what you got to do. You just have to. And there was a lot of things that happened between uh, January 21 and me beginning work when I was in, when I graduated college, much of it was good. A lot of it was bad. Um, and if you, again, if you want to read more about it, if you want to learn more about it, go to join the and you can read it, uh, in my succession posts. Um, but, I didn't recognize how bad things were until Mary entered my life. Uh, I met Mary, <coughs> excuse me, in 2007. And, you know, Mary was a person that always wanted uh, a big family. You know, she didn't really come from a big family and the family that she did have didn't really interact. Uh, so she always wanted the big family and one that was big and loving and huge Thanksgivings. And this is what I had. I had all of it. I had aunts, uncles, cousins, the whole thing that we hung out all the time. <clears throat> and then as time went along, we decided to get married and, and, you know, I would, you know, and then things started to turn, um, a little bit because, not for Mary and I, but for almost for Mary and I, but, but not for us, but for my family, for my dad and myself and, and for my siblings uh, in that because my mother passed away back in 2002 and things, something broke in my dad. I don't think that he had any more recognition of sensitivity uh, or empathy. Things nobody tells my dad no. And the only person that could tell my dad no was my mother and she had passed away. 
so he surrounded himself with a bunch of yes men and uh, not, I don't want to say sycophants, but you know, just, just people that wouldn't question him. And those who did were <laughs> ousted. And again, his prerogative is his business, his life. He can choose to do what he wants. So <clears throat> because we have this business, you know, Mary was forced to sign a prenuptial agreement. Um, and I was part of it. Um, and it was just not a healthy scenario. In fact, Mary stood up for herself. And I and now looking back on it, I applaud her because, you know, she was standing up for herself and making sure that things were the way that they were supposed to do. I, being an ignorant, naive kid, thinking that my father had the best interests at heart, thought, oh, well, this is the thing. It's a uniform thing. You got to do it. So, and my dad has my best interests at heart. So I trusted him. I shouldn't have. And then when Mary uh, decided to fight back for herself, uh, he ignored her for a long time. Just straight up ignored her presence, ignored her life force. (laughs) This was the person I was going to marry. Um, so that gives you some context. So because of all of this, there was a very unhealthy, abusive relationship. It's a circle of abuse. A lot of people talk about physical abuse, like it being like a cycle (coughs) and they're not (coughs) wrong. It is as is an emotional abuse. Um, it's a cycle and you think, okay, I'm going to be taken care of and something happens and then you get emotionally abused and then they come back and they say, Oh no, 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 don't worry about it. And here's this thing. Here's a gift. And it, it, it just goes around and around and around and you get, you come blind to it. And Mary was the one that helped me see that it was an emotional abuse cycle and that it was banana land. (laughs) Really? That's what it comes down to. It was banana land. And all of this culminated in January 21, where I, I, something happened and because I was so attached to my dad and because I was so codependent upon my dad, uh, even after years of therapy, my whole world came crashing down. My dad actually stopped speaking to me in January of 20 which is fine. Again, his choice. I'm an adult. He's an adult. He can make his own choice. That's totally okay. But something happened where, (coughs) excuse me, something happened that indicated there was other, it was more than just, I choose not to talk to you. There was more. There was something really ugly. And because of that, my world fell apart and we had to take a step back from all the, all the things, right? All the things that were not necessary. And I had to redefine my life completely. I didn't have a job. Uh, I was, I was staying away from people. I, (laughs) I was staying home all day, every day and tr- 
trying to work through the things that I was trying to work through and I had to figure it out. And all the while, Mary was the person that was taking care of our family. Mary was the person that was taking care of our home. Uh, And she was just Wonder Woman. She did it all. And finally, I got to the point where I, I knew I had to get a new job. And, but I didn't want to do what my cat just walks by. Sorry. Um, I didn't want to do what I was doing anymore because I just, it was too hard. It was, it was too much. And it was the one thing that I was trained for, for my entire life. (laughs) I was expected to run the company eventually. And now it wasn't happening. So it's like when, if it's like, if you wake up one day And you recognize that, oh my God, I saw the sky is blue, but really it was pink the whole time. And now I have to admit that it was pink. Um, Just think of that. Just like think of that. And not only that, but having to confront the person that is an unstoppable force to, to get to that point. It's the fear and the ugliness and the mm, mm -mm. nope sends chills up my spine thinking about it right now. So I had to get a new job and this is why all of this kind of relates to what happened on the latest episode of this is us, which is, I had to redefine myself, get a new job, and I got it. I got the one that I'm good at. And not only that, I got I overcame a scenario with my dad that was insurmountable. Like it should never have happened, but it did. Something happened where it was like, this person never loses. And he did. And I, I'm the one that did it. <laughs> it's crazy. So I, I get this new job and I'm good at it. My new job, actually, I'm a media manager. Uh, for a digital marketing company here in Rhode Island. And I'm really good at it. And I love it. And I spent years of my life wasting my time at a job that I didn't love. It's not that I didn't love it, I did. But it's just like I, I, I spent years of my time doing something that I – that was all for naught, <laughs> really. <clears throat> so here I am. I have this job. And I got this job in January. Is it January? I can't remember. doesn't matter. I got this job and it's been a few months now and I'm learning. And I'm, I'm, I'm and not only am I learning, I'm learn, learning the systems and the people and the, the new methods. I'm learning a brand new career. <laughs> Uh, something that people dedicate their lives to. I'm doing it. 
on the fly. And I'm proud of it because I'm working so hard and I'm working very hard to provide for my family and I'm working very hard to provide for my wife. And as I'm doing this, I have to run Mary and Blake media with, with Mary and create content and also try to be a dad and also try to be a good husband. And there's just not enough hours in the day. Just not enough. And because of all the trauma that I've had with my dad, I have this issue where I can't say no at work. I take everything very personally. Um, I like to think that I'm good with constructive criticism. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. Because I'm a Pisces and I have trauma. And because every time that something was wrong at work prior to this new job, it was my fault. And not only was it my fault, it was a personal issue. It was a personal matter. So I've been trained to take everything personally and I've been trained to fight back and I've been trained to, to push and not just work, just like in life in general, I've just been conditioned. That's better word than trained conditioned. So I have a hard time with boundaries especially for work. And I want to prove that I'm good at my job and I want to prove that I'm capable and I want to prove that I, I, you know, I can, I can do the thing because for so long, for so long, I was told I didn't have what it takes. And here I am now where I have an opportunity to say I do. And it's funny, I, Mary and I, when I, when I parted ways with my old company, actually I got this from the latest James Bond film, No Time to Die. When they were walking you know, through the streets of Italy and they're, and they're burning little papers uh, falling around them, James Bond and the girl, I can't remember her name now, um, and he asks, oh, what, what, what is all this? And they're like, oh, the natives were saying, oh, yeah, well, it's just pieces of paper. And then people write what they want to let go of for this year. And they burn it and then they drop it. And Mary and I actually did that. And the thing that I wrote was to let go of was you're not good enough. So I gave everything that I possibly could to my new job. Time, effort, money, um, blood, literally like blood, like sweat, tears, like everything. And everything else got put on hold because I needed to succeed. I needed to prove (laughs) that I was good at my new job. And I'm still proving it, by the way. It's only been a couple of months. But the whole point of this is everything from Mary and Blake Media to my relationships with my children and my wife took a a major step back again. Instead of creating boundaries where I should have been creating them, 
I was just allowing them to be where they are. I was just allowing work to be work and have it overtake my life. And it's not a bad thing. It's not my work's fault. It's mine. It's mine. Like I was literally Toby. (laughs) Um, And this is us with the phone and the constantly working and, And the reason and the rationale that he gives is because we have to plan for the future and we need these things. How else are we going to get these things if I don't work? And how else are we going to, if I don't work, how can I, how can I, I was happy with the life that I was creating. I was creating something from nothing, nothing to something that was complete. I was a phoenix rising from the ashes, right? And I was happy about that. And it was one of the places and things that gave me legitimate joy. And I still do. Like, I still love it. It's, it's amazing. It's an, it's an incredible job. But it started to take away from my family and my company. So we were, Mary and I were supposed to have meetings. We wouldn't. And we were supposed to record podcasts and we couldn't. And then Mary gets sick uh, and she's really sick. And that, makes things harder and we just weren't connecting. And I remember her telling me multiple times, I feel like really good friends. (laughs) I feel like you're not treating me like a husband. And she's not wrong. And it's not that I didn't want to, it's not that I didn't want to treat her like anything else. Of course I do. She's my bride. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. But I can see why she thought that because my priorities were with work and my priorities were colored by my trauma that I had. And we then came upon March, which is just a crazy month for us between Bridgerton and, um, this is us and the last kingdom and outlander. And we were doing Harry Potter and like this crazy month. And we made these plans and we figured, okay, we can do this. We can do X, Y, and Z. And then Mary gets sick and we started fighting every day about one thing or another. And and of course, because I'm emotional and I'm a Pisces and I take everything personally, as I just suggested her suggestions that she was giving me to help I was not taking them as suggestions. I was taking them as personal slights. I was taking them as though it's like, okay, I did all the things. I stopped an insurmountable, I stopped an unstoppable force. I got a new job. Uh, We're getting paid better and I'm happy with my life. Like I'm happy with the job. I'm, I'm, I feel fulfilled. And things only got worse. (laughs) How does that happen? Right? So it's not that I started to villainize her. It was more like, what the hell? Like, I I can't do anything right. No matter what I do, it's just not right. And it just sent me spiraling even more. And from there, things got you know, obviously worse for her. I mean, she started to think that I didn't care and she started to, she started to get very sick and she, and she felt like that I wasn't taking care of her to the degree that I should have been. 
just in like in terms of emotions, you know, um, it was ugly. And only recently are things turning uh, for the better. And it, 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 again, like it's not Mary and I are madly in love. They, they, there's nothing to the, like anything else about that. So just know that like we are, everything is going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. My little love, my daughter apparently is joining me. Uh, hold on one second. Sweetheart, can you please go upstairs for one moment? Okay, thank you for telling me. <laughs> so, yes, everything's going to be fine. Everything is fine. Like, and everything is going to be fine. It's just that things were, things were tough and we were fighting all the time and it was ugly. Ugly. She was hurt. I was hurt. And you just know what that's like. You just saw it on This Is Us with the latest Hill episode. Like, when when you no matter what you do you just can't get on the same page it's not that you don't want to be on the same page it's not that you you, you can't be on the same just you're just not and every move that you make is hypersensitive and it is um just too much too much for one person to handle all that emotion or never mind two people with all those different emotions all and Mary gave me literally everything that she had. There was a time when we were, <coughs> excuse me, having a discussion. She said, I gave you everything. I was, it was like, it was cold out and I was holding the door open and I gave you all of my warm clothes and I gave you everything to protect you so that you could go shut the door. And you weren't. It sucks to hear that. Because Mary is the most important thing to me on this planet. And, um, I would give anything up for her. Anything. Including Mary and Blake Media, which I will tell you I was going to do. In fact, I did. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were arguing. And we were arguing about the fact that I said that I would do anything for her. Of course, I mean it. I would. And I told her, I said, I'll do, I'll give this thing up. I don't care what I have to do. My relationship to you is far more important than any of this. Any of it doesn't matter. I don't care what it is. I'll give it all up. And she, it seemed like she didn't believe me. So, but before we were supposed to record, I won't say which show, Right before. I said, that's it. I'm done. Quit. And I, I acted totally irrationally. <laughs> um, it was not the right choice. It was a stupid choice. 
And, but that's, you, you do, <laughs> you do stupid things when you're, when your brain doesn't work right. My brain does not work right right now. I'm still very much broken. And I made a very poor choice and it probably reflected in the show that we produced. I'm sure if you suss it out, you could figure out which one it was. But I quit. I don't quit anything ever. I'm the most competitive, like committed person I've ever met. I don't quit anything ever. And I quit this. And it took a lot of conversation to keep it going. And it had nothing to do with you, the listener, or even Mary, really. It was all me. It sucks to say that. It sucks to um, admit it. And the funny thing is, is I never, ever, 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 ever really wanted to quit. (laughs) I never even want to say those words because this gives me so much joy doing this and, and being here and creating communities. And, you know, we recently had a, an episode of listener feedback with a a listener bunny. She's like, you guys like help save my life. Like, you don't know the things that what you're doing actually really matters. So I want to tell you that what you do really does matter. And if one person says that to me, then it is, it does matter. Like who the hell am I? Right. I'm just a guy with a microphone in front of my face. And here I am, people telling me that I'm helping save their life. It's a lot. But it's amazing, right? I I never, and I never want to give that up because I'm helping people. And and if I'm being honest, it it, it strokes the ego a little bit. Sure, why not? I'll tell you. If any podcaster doesn't admit to you that the podcasting isn't a stroke for their ego, then they're lying. They're lying in a heartbeat. I never want this to end ever, but I was going to do it because I love my wife and I was trying to prove a point, (laughs) just not the best use of my, my mental resources, but I, it is what it is. Nevertheless, we've had those conversations where we're like, okay, is this worth doing? Is this, how are we going to do this? And recently we had a, a great meeting together, she and I, uh, about the business and, and planning things out and how we want to handle them. And, and it just, it culminated in the fact that we recognized we could not do all the things that we thought we could do or set out to do, uh, for the month of March. And when we did a time audit of ourselves and a health audit of ourselves, we recognized, yeah, a couple of things got to be pushed to the side here because I wasn't spending time with my family my son told me that since I started my new job, he has, he's felt like I haven't been around and we haven't had fun. Do you know how heartbreaking that is? 
this is the thing that's supposed to take care of my family. And yet my family is telling me <laughs> what you're doing is wrong. It's like a really weird paradox that I thought I was getting away from that. I thought, yeah, like everything's going to be better. And I'm going to throw myself into this. So I guarantee that I succeed. I guarantee that I show these people that I'm worth their time. I guarantee that I show that I'm good at what I can do and I can blow their doors off because I can. And I think in some cases I have. But it was all coming at the expense of what really matters to me. And that's my wife. When I watched that episode of, of, of This Is Us, The Hill, I cried and cried and cried. And not because of the show necessarily, though it was sad, but because of me and all the things that I've been going through. It, um, it spoke directly to me. <laughs> On every level, everything that you saw on that episode, it's real. I'm sure that Mary will have differing stories or the stories that I've shared will have um, different details than what I've shared here. You know, that's just the, the nature of human memory, I suppose. Uh, and I'm sure that what her story will be when she records it and shares it with you will be indicative of the things that she remembers. Um, and whatever she says is probably true. More than likely, 99.9% uh, .9 true, guaranteed. Crazy. It's crazy crazy what trauma will do to you it's crazy what codependency will do to you um it's crazy when you have a parent that has passed away and then you actually have a parent that's still alive and they choose to not be your parent anymore they actively like say that they just don't want to be associated with you anymore. It's wild. So while all that does is it stirs up um, this crazy concoction of events and life happenings that led to what has gone on for the past six months, actually, now, eight months, and why uh, life has been crazy, and why our schedule has been banana land, <laughs> why um, we've had to slow down on things, be better with things, uh, take more time with things. Um, 
and even just say no. I wrote Succession because it was a cathartic experience for me. I wrote it because it helped me process the fight that I had. Um, <clears throat> and work through um, my trauma with my family. And I know I've disappointed many of you for not continuing some of the other things that I've done there, like the um, knee-jerk reactions and the Blake's Book Club and I just, I couldn't do them. I couldn't. I could barely do what we were doing uh, in terms of podcasting and everything. When, when Mary says like, oh, Blake couldn't do it, it's because literally I couldn't go live. Like I, I, could, I couldn't handle being in front of hundreds of people with lights on and I couldn't, I couldn't handle, I couldn't process information. <laughs> My whole world turned upside down. Uh, everything that I thought was going to be something was nothing and it had to be rebuilt. And I threw myself in that process and in doing so, uh, put a lot of things to the side and it's frustrating for Mary because, you know, she was giving me tools and tips to help because she's very smart, much smarter than me. (laughs) And that's no joke. That's true. Much smarter than me. And she's trying to help her husband and her husband is looking at it like, <laughs> F you, you're, you're just trying to tear me down as opposed to trying to help, which she was trying to do. And what's even worse is that the things that she was trying to help me with and I was turning down or getting upset with her about, I was using them at work to help at work. I can see how that's frustrating for her and and angering for her. What's worse is I was told that I wasn't treating her like a husband. That just does not fly with me because I'm sure most of you, all of you know that my wife is everything in my life. I can't have that. Can't do it. So, that's the deal. That's what's been going on here for the past, essentially, year. But really, 20 years. You've probably heard more about me than you care to admit <laughs> or even wanted. Um, hopefully you've made it through this entire episode. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you did. Maybe you didn't. And if you did, great. If, if you didn't, great. And if you did, thank you. 
but I wanted you to understand that any shortcomings that have been perceived about Mary and, and I in this business, it's largely due to me. And it's largely due in part because I just simply couldn't do the things that I needed to do. And I'm still very much broken. I'm still very much evolving. But there, something happened in succession where Kendall was sitting on a couch and he just put his head down on on his girlfriend's lap and just sat emotionless. Just saying that he felt he didn't. There was a scene where he said, I'm not here. I'm just not here. And that was me. You just get to the point where you feel like you're just fundamentally not here. Broken. I'm not that anymore, which is great. But that was me. So... I'm not really sure how to end this episode. <laughs> You've listened to me ramble now for 54 minutes. Thank you. I will say this. I love my wife and I know that she loves me and whatever we're going through, we're going to get better. We're already on the road to doing that and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Do I think Mary and Blake media will go anywhere? No, I don't. Could it one day? Yeah. Could. I don't want it to, but know that I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that it stays and um, it should stay for a very long time uh, because I love doing it. I just, (laughs) I have to make sure that the proper boundaries and the the people that facilitate my life and help me with my life feel like they're taken care of. So if something from Mary and Blake media has to be paused, like if we, if we're supposed to record an episode or whatever, and my family says that, you know, they don't feel a certain way or they feel a certain way about time and playing, and then that episode is going to be paused until the next day. That's just how it's going to be. Is that the best media strategy? No, but it's my best life strategy. And I will die on the hill of making sure that my bride feels taken care of. And not only that, knows that she's being taken care of. So I'm going to work my best to do that. And I'm going to work my best to make sure that my job 
is good, that I'm good at my job and I stay good at my job. And I'm going to do my best to um, take care of everything here, Mary and Blake Media. But these past six months or eight months, whatever, it is, it should serve as a warning uh, to everybody of when you try to do too much. And when you let your relationships falter, when you, when you take in only the bad and you let that negative energy surround you and how you overcome that, like what happened and what you have seen publicly is the result of all of that. And trust me, (laughs) this is just the tip of the iceberg, ladies and gents. There's a lot more that I just can't really say. I'd like to. Oh, boy, would I like to. But I won't. Either way, I've been in a bad place. I was in a place where I sat literally on Mary's lap with my head on her lap saying, I'm not here. And the work that I've done to overcome all of that has been monumental. In a span of eight months, I've literally redefined my very existence. And that's taken a lot out of me. It's taken a lot out of Mary. And there's a part of me that thinks that she's sick, so sick right now because of me. That sucks. Because she gave everything for me to heal me and help me. Anyway. Thank you for listening to me ramble for the past now 59 minutes, uh, allowing me into your space. And I will say that it's an honor to be able to be with you and to be real with you and to be in your space, um, to entertain you, to inform you, to be truthful with you. Um, you know, Mary and Blake media, the tagline is entertaining, informative and honest. You got it. And I do my best to uh, live that tagline every day. So for, for you, um, it's been an, it's, it's really an honor So thank you for allowing me into your space on a daily or or weekly or monthly or whatever basis. Um, And in the spirit of This Is Us 2, Mary and I decided that we were going to have these. I was going to do this episode and she, in, in her time, is going to do her episode of what's been going on. And I'm 
I'm I'm not going to say that I'm I'm not going to talk about this stuff anymore, um, because I'm sure that there are going to be questions, and I'm sure that <clears throat> people will want to hear more, uh, and I'm happy to answer questions, and I'm happy to um, discuss things to the best of my ability. Uh, so if you feel like you're compelled to write to me or to write to Mary, or if you if you're feeling any of the things that I just described and you need someone to talk to about it, uh, um, I can help you and I can talk to you. And I will because, uh, Nobody should feel like that. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. So um, please reach out and we'll, I'm happy to talk about it whenever you or if you want to. And if not, we can all move on and talk about This Is Us <laughs> and all the other shows that we talk about because that's what we're here for. We're here to be, we're here to have fun and entertain, but you all deserve to, to know uh, the extent of the things that have been happening, why we may not be living up to the um, ideas and schedule that we all that we set forth, uh, and all I ask is your patience and your grace, and know that I swear Mary and I are doing the best that we can to uh, to live up to all the things uh, that we promised, uh, and we will continue to do so every single day. Because uh, that's what you deserve. That's what we love. Mary and I love each other, uh, and uh, and it's I, I get so much joy out of this. So much. So, thank you, everybody. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you f- for allowing me into your space. <sighs> Let's talk more about this is us when we get a chance, or anything else you want to talk about. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> thank you. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 